Hello and welcome to Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and a son review the CDs that dad's been making for the son for the last five years. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And today we are listening to the music of Elvis Costello. And that's Elvis Costello both with the attractions and without the attractions. So Costello burst onto the scene in 1977 with an album called My Aim Is True and is still releasing music today. His backing band, The Attractions, came on board in 1978 and recorded with him all the way through to 86, where they kind of all fell out. And the first track we're going to listen to is an Elvis Costello and The Attractions track from the album Armed Forces from 1979. And it's accidents will happen. Like that. Why? Just don't. In the cold opening on that is brilliant. I don't oh, care. Uh, and then straight into the song. I don't care. Fantastic. And that opened up I the whole album. I don't care. I don't like it. It's Why? It's boring and uninteresting. It's not boring and uninteresting. It's yes, actually it got really quite a complicated chord structure because I played it on the piano. It sounds boring. You're just playing contrarian today. It sounds boring. It's not boring. It's actually vibrant and exciting. It's an incredible way to open an album. It's one of my all-time favourite album opening tracks ever. I don't care. I don't like it. This is going to be a tough record. Yes, it is. And a I don't tough like listen this. to our fans. We have fans. We don't have fans. We won't the way that you're going. I was going to say a boring one not boring well maybe with it's my favorite album by costello is imperial bedroom and i picked a track from this that's actually got some of my favorite clever lyrics and one thing elvis costello is known for is clever lyrics and this is called pigeon english Some are foreign gibberish. Hell, you've forgotten how to say it in your pigeon English. What are the thousand bitters that you can get to the right? There are ten commandments of love. When will you read there are ten commandments of love? I didn't. That was boring. What? And it was just uninteresting. It's because you don't listen to the lyrics. I was, I was actually sort of listening to the lyrics. Did you pick up any of the clever puns that were in it? No. And I don't like puns. I mean, even the line that says, take it to the bridge he sighs, is a pun on the Bridge of Sighs. It's a place in Venice. Well, I've never heard of that place before. Well, so fair enough, you're only it. 14. But then you've got that bit in the, the second verse 
There's a verse in Spanish, Italian and German in sign language, Morse code, semaphore and gibberish. Have you forgotten how to say it in your pidgin English? It's a brilliant lyric. Doesn't sound like it. It's very, very clever. Sure, if you say so. I tried introducing your mum to Elvis Costello through that album and she hated it. Well done, Mum. She considers him to be miserable, man. Now, I think part of that is because I didn't introduce her to the earliest start of Elvis Costello, which is how I got into it. I started listening to the 70s and early 80s stuff before I got... I listened to them in order that they came out because they were being re-released at the time. And I love Imperial Bedroom. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Two albums along... He and the Attractions released an album called Goodbye Cruel World, which was critically slammed. It didn't sell particularly well. And when he reissued it in the 90s, he opened the liner notes of the CD with, congratulations, you've just purchased our worst album. <laughs> I really quite like Goodbye Cruel World, and especially the 2000s reissue where it was remastered because it actually freshened the whole thing up. This is from it. And it's Joe Porterhouse. Please don't make him let him sleep. It's a moment she can keep. Like an old bus ticket or a photograph. Resting on the mantelpiece. My father with you. There is no peace. She says it's nice. Time to go while we were near lovers. Years ago. Years ago. think of that one? That one was okay. Ooh, we have a step up in your responses. Oh good. What what was more okay about that than the other tracks? Just sounded more interesting. I mean arguably it's more depressing than the first two but That's not, musically that mean it's certainly more variable than either of those two might have been. I can play the other two on the piano but I don't think I can play Joe Porterhouse. Exactly. But you enjoyed it more? Yeah. I Always enjoyed too strong a word. Enjoy a too strong a word. <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned that the attractions fell apart because they kind of fell out, particularly uh, the bassist, Bruce Thomas. Well, they were back on board for Brutal Youth and then the follow-up album, which was the last thing that they did together and the last thing credited to Elvis Costello in the attractions, which was the All This Useless Beauty album. And this is the title track. Good Friday arrived, the sky darkened on time, till he almost began to negotiate. She held his head like a baby and said, It's okay if you cry. Now he wants her to dress as if you couldn't guess. Desires to impress his associates, but his part ugly beast and a lineage deceased. So she finds that the mixture is hard to deny. What shall we do? What shall we do with all this useless beauty? 
is what it is no it's not it's it dull is. that piano part it's maybe slower but that's what a ballad is it's dull but it's elegant it's a lovely song all this useless beauty it's dull well we need something not dull then don't we something yes. upbeat and from my personal least favorite Elvis Costello in the attractions album punch the clock I have picked a right banging song, and it's every day I write the book. Certainly more upbeat. I think Every Day I Write the Book is a really good single. Didn't do much here, but it was a hit in the US. Did it remind you of anything, sound-wise? Not really. Well, the production team behind that was the people that produced Madness. Oh. <laughs> Clive Langer and Alan Wynne Stanley, and that's a very 1983-style production, particularly their style of production. They also did the um, Goodbye Crew World album. Well, it's going really well so far, isn't it? We've got 22 yeah. tracks on this and we've only done five. I know. <laughs> Can so we edit it now? No. So let's go to one from his 1980 album, Get Happy. This was an Elvis Costello and the Attractions album, but this track is Him Alone. And he, he says he never got a band version that he felt measured up to the demo that he recorded and so they just used the demo and it's New Amsterdam Interesting. That it's was in okay. Interesting to note that he played everything on that, like I said. Okay. That's why you didn't hear any drums, because I think one of the things he can't play is drums, unlike Paul McCartney, who can play everything. But yeah, yeah I don't think Costello can play drums, and so he didn't. Mm. That was released as a single and made the top 30 as well. Okay. After the recording of Goodbye Cruel World, he went out to Nashville. Um, he was in the midst of getting a divorce. He also produced an album by a band called The Pogues and then ended up marrying the bass player. During this period, he also intended recording an album with the attractions again, but their relationship had started to deteriorate. 
And while he was out in Nashville, he ended up recording most of the album without them, which became the album The King of America by The Costello Show. And this is one of my favourite tracks. It closes side one of the album. It's I'll Wear It Proudly. Well, I finally found someone to turn me upside down And nail my feet up where my head should be If they had a king of fools, then I could wear that crown And you cannot die laughing because I'll wear it proudly not boring you just have to listen to the lyrics to find the depth in them well that's the thing i don't like his voice okay well that's not something we're really gonna be able to get past exactly so i don't like listening to the lyrics either because i don't like his voice his voice isn't bad it may not be to everybody's taste but his voice isn't bad doesn't mean i don't i like it oh well, long way to go. Let's listen to something poppy and fun. This one I think you will like. From the Mighty Like a Rose album, which I think is an underrated classic, is a hit single with the flavour of the Beach Boys. It's The Other Side of Summer. The sun struggles up another beautiful day And I felt glad in my own suspicious way Okay. Yeah. Ah, oh, so that's Angry Costello. I think his voice. Which if, that's said, the, if that's the worst he gets. Oh, he gets but... angrier than that. Have you ever heard Tramp the Dirt Down, where he's singing about Margaret Thatcher? He's really, really quite vicious in that. But other side like of it. summer, he has a go at Pink Floyd, John Lennon. Um, someone else as well in the middle bit where he says was it a millionaire who said imagine no possessions he's having to go at the song imagine a poor little schoolboy who said we don't need no lessons that's the Pink Floyd reference he's having a go at quite a few people in that song and he, again, how's he having a go at them right? if you want to hear him be angry on that very album there's a song called How To Be Dumb which I couldn't put on this because it's got the F word in it okay and it's about that former bass player I mentioned, Bruce Thomas. And it's really quite... Well, he's angry with him and he, and he has a real go at him. Let's go right back to the beginning of his career, My Aim Is True, where he burst onto the scene. And this is the best-known track from it. It's been covered by loads and loads of people. If you don't like this, then I might have to disinherit you. It is Alison. I'm not gonna get too sentimental like those other stick of valentines 
Inherit you based on what I said earlier. No. I suppose you didn't hate it. No. It's a great ballad, but it's also got some slightly twisted lyrics in it. But I suppose the quicker we get through this, the better for you and everybody listening, I suppose. Yeah. Indoor fireworks from King of America. <laughs> The spice of life, the chin in my mood, and though the sparks would fly, thought I love was fireproof. Sometimes we'd fight in public, darling, with very little cause. But different kinds of sparks would fly when we got on our own. Behind closed doors Indoor fireworks Can still burn your fingers Indoor fireworks We saw were safe as houses They're not so spectacular They don't burn up in the sky They can dazzle Hard and light I'll bring a tear When the smoke gets in your eye So, you keep telling me to listen to the lyrics. Yes, But I won't amazing. enjoy the lyrics, even if they're good, if they don't have a catchy catchy tune. It, it has got a, a catchy tune. That it's was a, not a catchy tune. It's a country-style tune. No, it's a country-style album. That wasn't a catchy or nice right, tune. Right, right. In that case, I'm going to make you listen to someone else's version. In fact, a version that came out before Costello's own version by a fella called Nick Lowe. fireworks Can still burn your fingers Indoor fireworks house they're not so spectacular Burn up in the sky They can dazzle when they fly Or bring a tea When the smoke gets in So we have just listened to a little bit of Nick Lowe's version of Indoor Fireworks which It was came even worse! In that case, maybe you should listen closer to the Elvis Costello versions because a lot of people cover his songs and I might make you listen to more different versions. The next track is just over a minute long. It was a total throwaway thing. I think it might have been recorded the same time as New Amsterdam, which is one of the ones you were less bothered about. It's about a building on the A40, called the Hoover Factory. Five hours out of London on the Western Avenue Must have been a wonder when it was brand new Talking about the splendor of the Hoover Factory I know that you'd agree you had seen it too 
It's not a matter of life or death, but what is, what is? It doesn't matter if I take another breath. Who cares? You're going to tell me you quite like that one. It's okay. Hey! <laughs> Hoover Factory is great. It's so short, it's really simple. It's about an actual building, and every time I've ever driven past it, I've always thought about that song because it's actually quite a unique appearance building. Maybe one time if we ever go down to London on the M40A40, I'll point it out to you and say, that's the Hoover factory. It's where they used to make... Hoovers. Hoovers, yes. You mean vacuum cleaners. We're no, not Hoover vacuum cleaners. Hoover was a brand oh, name. I thought it was just well, American. Let's, let, let's crack on to his biggest hit single. This one, I think you will know very well and actually probably like Oliver's Army. There was a check on Charlotte. You didn't crack a smile. But it's no laughing part when you've been on the murder mile. All it takes one itch to trigger. One more widow, one less white nigger. Oliver's Army. At last! At last you liked one! And it was Oliver's Army. Number two hit in 1979 from Armed Forces. We're only just halfway through! Yes, we're only just halfway through. Uh, the next one was also a hit single and was released ten years later from Spike. And it's Veronica. okay so you liked it no oh come on that's not what okay means okay means that you would listen to it if it was on if i was forced to yeah do you want to know something about that song what that was a co-write with somebody somebody who? whom we've done a daddy's introduction to before who paul mccartney oh although admittedly the vast majority of the song was already written by Elvis costello before they started collaborating but that's his bass playing you can hear in the background. It's Paul McCartney. And that's one that was my entry point into Elvis Costello, that song. Because I was a Paul McCartney fan. Flowers in the Dirt came out, which contained several co-writes with Costello, and Spike came out roughly the same time, which got a couple of co-writes with McCartney. And I went to Spike to listen to those co-writes, one of which was the awesome Veronica. I absolutely love Veronica. I think it's a great song. I have gigged it several times. 
So, let's see if we can turn the town red. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> so is it a meh or an okay? So I didn't like it, so it's neither. That was a single released after Goodbye Cruel World. Listening to it now, I could hear how tired Elvis Costello's voice sounds in that. Mm. But I think he was fed up with being a pop star at that point. And the lyrics, great though I think Turning the Time Red is, they feel slightly forced in a way that an awful lot of the early stuff certainly didn't. And speaking of earlier stuff, this is from the album Trust, which came out in 1980 and is called New Lace Sleeves. And the rhythm section, the bass and the drums on this, I think are particularly good. You say, the I said that the bass playing and the drums in that are so good is because actually a lot of the time you think they're not playing anything incredible. What they're doing is they are serving the song. They're playing exactly what needs to be played at the right time and in the right places to bring out the best in the song. And I think New Lace Sleeves is probably one of the best attractions performances. And Trust is full of great attractions performances as an album. It's not my favourite Costello album. I don't think it's got his best songs on it but it does, I think, have his best ensemble playing. Let's return to the All This Useless Beauty album, the last one with the attractions, for a song that was originally written for Roger McGuinn from The Birds and recorded on a, his solo album. But Costello revisited it himself in 1995. It's called You Bowed Down, and I think you'll quite like this one. When you first I think you'd like that. Well, I didn't. Why? It was meh. 
Why didn't you like it? Uh, the guitar was okay, but I didn't... Well, the guitar was very Birdsian. That was I deliberate. Didn't... I didn't particularly like the tune or anything. It's... I just don't like his style. Well, we're going to have to crack on through these last five tracks or so. Yes. Quick. The next one is from King of America again. It's a brilliant mistake. Okay, well, that particular lyric was, she said that she was working for the ABC News. It was as much of the alphabet as she knew how to use. I mean, that's a brilliant insult, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and these little lyrical conceits are throughout his work. Clever little insults that almost... Shakespearean in style, where mm. they are witty and clever and cut the person down to quick. And that one, I think, is particularly brilliant. Now, you said that you don't like his style. This song is in a very different style to what we've heard so far. It's returning to my favourite album, Imperial Bedroom, and in every home. That was got that lush was... orchestral background. That one was okay. I that was my entry point into the album Imperial Bedroom. When I first heard it, I thought, I really like this one. So maybe there's hope for you yet when it comes to Elvis Costello if you quite like that. Mm. Brutal Youth saw the reunion of Costello and the Attractions, and this was one of the tracks that they appeared on. It's London's Brilliant Parade. Really part of the drama I said 
Well, that's high praise from you on this CD. That's, at one point, I think that was in my top 100. It's not anymore. And in fact, it might have even been my top 10 songs of all time. About... What? 20 years ago when it first came okay. out. Okay. I really loved London's Brilliant Parade. And I think the lyrics are one of his most cleverly written. But the fact that you were saying it's okay, he's a step forward. We're going to return to Mighty Like a Rose for Harpy's Bazaar, which has got one of my favourite pieces of harpsichord playing ever. was okay as well. You seem to quite like the middle bit where it was instrumental. Yeah. Ah, so we, we it's picked up towards the end. None of his horrible voice. <laughs> he hasn't got a horrible voice. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, I think it's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible voice. All right, move on. Let's move on to the explosive single you know what you like green day don't you yeah and there is a green day episode coming up which i know you're looking forward to doing radio radio is almost green day okay. i can hear green day being influenced by this song so i hope it lands well with you we'll see Well, said, do you oh, like it? I went, oh, this one. No, you went, oh, it's this one. You were positive. There was oh, it positivity. Was, it wasn't that positive. There was positivity in your voice. It was okay. It was <laughs> better it. half of okay. I'll take it. Bearing in mind, we're finishing with a slow song from Get Happy, which I don't think you're oh, going to like. Oh, no. The last one is called Riot Act.
Riot attacked. Boring. You didn't like it. I didn't think you would. Nah. Uh. It's better than that. No, it's meh. Uh. I personally think Elvis Costello is the second best lyricist songwriter going. And who's first? I would have to say that's probably Bob Dylan. But after Bob Dylan, I don't think there's anybody lyrically to touch Elvis Costello. And that includes my favourite Paul McCartney. I, I think Costello is a peerless lyricist and very, very clever in what he writes. Okay, so, if you think that. that was our run through of Costello. It only went up as far as the All This Useless Beauty album. Although he's released several albums since, I don't think they match up in quality. And to be honest, I've struggled with quite a lot of his output since 1995. I could easily do you a volume two of Costello. No, please don't. But it's ironic, isn't it, that both this and Richard Thompson, where I could easily do you a volume two of Richard Thompson. You don't want that one either. And it's time to confess something, Joel. What? My in point to Richard Thompson was because of Elvis Costello. Kill him. Kill him with fire. And he did a cover version of Withered and Died during the... Kill him with fire. Goodbye, Cruel World. In fact, he almost asked Richard Thompson to play on the album and then decided against it. But you haven't enjoyed this one, have you? Nope. So I think I'm going to get a pretty bad one in. Joel's Revenge. I've picked a song by Bad Lip Reading called Seagulls Brackets Stop It Now, which is a bad lip reading of The Empire Strikes Back. At least a scene in it. It's... Sung by Yoda. Listen, boy. Someday, when you are older, you could get hit by a boulder. While you're lying there, screaming, come help me, please, the seagull. Hope your knees. Stop it now. What did you think? What the hell was that? It was a bad lip reading. <sighs> I mean, if you look carefully, it does actually look like they're saying the words. Well, the bits that were Luke, yes. That Yoda was... worked as well. But Yoda's a puppet, so it looks like anything. Okay. For a very audio medium like podcasts, to use something that you have to watch visually was a bit daft. No, it's just and better if you watch it visually. It's, it's still a good song. I can understand your level of revenge in the fact that I've given you one of the best <laughs> lyricists in the world and you gave me that. <laughs> well, revenge has been well and truly enacted, I think. Yeah, what, so was... what did you actually think? You were laughing through most of it. I was not laughing. You were I was smiling. disbelieving. You were smiling. The best I'll say for it, it was, it was clever. That's what you say about all of them. But it was rubbish. <laughs> you were smiling. It was rubbish. That concludes this episode. So before we say our goodbyes, it's time to do our cross-media promotion. So I have a YouTube channel called Pock and Rop. 
I have a YouTube channel called Fox Eating Nuggets Gaming, and also a Twitch that I've been streaming on recently called Fox Eating Nuggets. I'm one follower away from my goal. And I didn't expect to reach the goal until halfway through December, so I'm doing good. Listen out for our musical clue at the end of the episode. We're going into pure pop territory on the next CD. But until next time, this is Generation Mix signing off. Bye. Bye.